For this episode, we're joined by Dr. Angelo Ayar. He recently opened Dermatology Experts in Parkland. Welcome, Dr. Ayar. Can you please introduce yourself to our audience? Yes, thank you. So my name is Angelo Ayar. I'm a board-certified dermatologist working in the Parkland area. I am from Michigan. I trained at the University of Michigan. I graduated roughly five years ago. Um, was lucky to train there, it being one of the top training programs in the United States. So I find myself, you know, very fortunate. <clears throat> Excuse me. Did a couple years of research in skin cancer and melanoma, just to you know advance the knowledge base in the medical community regarding these skin cancers and. The hope was to, you know, help to find a cure. So mm -hmm. I consider myself an expert in in skin cancer, mm -hmm. and um, I know that there's quite a quite a bit of skin cancer down here in Florida. Mm -hmm. So uh, I came down here to practice. Excellent. So how long have you been in the Parkland area? How long have you been in that location? Um, I've been in the Parkland location for roughly five months now. Okay. Um, we were planning a big grand opening. Right. Um, and blow it out and have a, <laughs> you know, beautiful event. And we had it all planned out. Yeah. And then the world was hit with a horrible pandemic. So uh, we still plan on holding a grand opening at some point, but right. we've done really like a soft opening where we're yeah. seeing, you know, separated appointments, new patients, and mm -hmm. just trying to, you know, get the office, you know, up and running. But, right. So I would right. say roughly four or five months, we've done like a soft open. Got it. No, definitely. But we're seeing, but we're, yeah, sorry, but we're accepting new patients. Mm -hmm. So if you call our, our number, it's 954-726-2000. You know, we have open appointments here um, okay. several days a week. Okay. And like introduce to us a little bit about dermatology because beyond skin cancer, I think dermatology covers a lot of other things too, right? Yes. So dermatology covers not only the skin, which is the largest organ on the body, mm -hmm. it covers the hair, hair and nails. So they're considered extensions of the skin. So your hair and nails are made of the same material that your skin's made out of, keratin. Oh, okay. So dermatologists are the doctors that treat ailments and are the experts. And are we take our board exams, which makes us, which has a lot of questions and conditions mm -hmm. about those those structures as well so we're considered the experts in hair and nail along with skin okay and how long do you should like how much training do you have to be like the board certified doctor so you do high school you graduate high school when you're <laughs> yeah. 18 roughly yeah. after high school you do undergrad it's about four years mm -hmm. after undergrad um, there's four years of medical school and after medical school there's one year of internship which is like general medicine. And then there's oh, three years of dermatology residency training program. And then after mm -hmm. that, you could do a year of fellowship in either cosmetics, most surgery, or um, dermatopathology. So right. all in all, it's 12 years. Um, wow. I took a couple, I did a research fellowship. Mm -hmm. So I took a couple extra years and, you know, studied uh, skin cancer. Right. And, um, but all in all, you need four years of, you know, our 12 years of uh, training to uh, complete everything and get to my position. Right. Wow. And then like for skin cancer, obviously Florida's sunny place, you know, like what's, what should be the, the sort of the, the general guidance on when should uh, someone 
something like a mole or something to be checked out? What's what's a general recommendation? A general recommendation is if there's something on your skin that's new, you're not familiar with, and maybe it's growing each month, month after month, you're keeping an eye on it. Mm-hmm. And it's getting larger or darker, or mm-hmm. maybe your gut is just telling you, or your wife is telling you, get <laughs> yeah. that checked out. Right. Probably you should get that checked out. More times nice. than not, it's going to come back benign, and we're going to reassure mm-hmm. you. Right. But quite often, we we see things on people that turn out to be skin cancers, especially down here in Florida. Mm-hmm. The sun is hotter here, I think, than anywhere else in the country. Right. So the amount of UV radiation uh, is extremely high mm-hmm. and that just increases your risk of developing a skin cancer no matter what your skin tone is so the question is who gets skin cancer the answer is everybody darker right. skin complexed people lighter people, every person every walk of life from pediatrics up until whenever i've seen skin cancer so and, and really anybody and i'm understanding i'm just a you know just read Random articles to correct me wrong, but my understanding is like the sometimes you get them in weirdest places, right? You things that you don't. It's not like uh, exposed to the sun. You can still get skin cancers. Two things contribute to skin cancer. One is genetics, and mm-hmm. one is environmental. Mm-hmm. And there's like a combination of the two. Most often, right. sun exposed areas get skin cancer, mm-hmm. but also less often, but still <clears throat> something we see quite regularly is you get skin cancer where the sun don't shine. Right. Maybe on like the buttocks, between the toes and the feet. Mm-hmm. Certain populations are more at risk of developing skin cancers in areas where there's no sun. Mm-hmm. That means the genetic component of that skin cancer is you know quite high. Quite, yeah. It didn't need any environmental thing. So <clears throat> you can get skin cancer even on areas that you know don't have any sun exposure, but typically it's more sun exposed areas. Got it. And generally, all these services, are they covered by insurance? Uh, what's the, do you need to see a primary care physician first? Typically, um, it, all these issues regarding skin cancer are covered by insurance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, most insurances, you can just call your dermatologist directly and be seen. A right. few insurances, you know, you call your dermatologist, mm-hmm. schedule an appointment, they'll call us, and then we'll have to reach out to your primary and get you a referral. Got it. Uh, but typically, you can reach out directly, and it's covered mm-hmm. by insurance. These medical issues, Got it. right? And then you guys would would confirm and then check with the primary care if that's required, right? Correct. Before yeah. you before you get to be seen by me, uh, my staff has done all the legwork to make sure that you know all you know your insurance has been verified, your mm-hmm. primary's been notified, and your referral's been retrieved if necessary. Right. So before you see me, all that stuff is done. Perfect. Um, so, like you mentioned a little bit earlier about like a cosmetic, the cosmetic dermatology as another branch of dermatology. Can you explain a little bit the difference? You know, like with the the, the type of uh, things usually involve the cosmetic side of things. Yes. So, cosmetic dermatology is you know it's very popular down here in South Florida. So that's another area where right. I've built my expertise over the last five years in doing a lot of as cosmetics. Cosmetics mm-hmm. is, are things that you know parts of your skin or face or certain areas of your body that you'd like to improve, but what's not necessarily medically necessary. In those cases, insurance doesn't cover those treatments and it's more out of pocket. These would include things like Botox for wrinkles, fillers for volume deficits that we get as time goes on as we age, um, laser treatments for dark darkening of the skin, 
hair, uh, hair rejuvenation treatments, and things like that. Anything, those are things that insurance wouldn't cover. Things that are not medically necessary, but things you necessarily might want to have done. Right. And we we run the the full gamut in terms of body contouring with cool sculpting, lasers, fillers, injectables, threads. Right. And how much is like it's, uh, in terms of your you know, from your expertise, like, is, is there someone that starts off, um, like, a, would you get a free consultation? Like, depending on what type of service they need, you will, you will explain to them what the options, which ones are more of right. a medical required and which ones are. Yeah, that's, that's one of the biggest challenges is, you know, competing with Dr. Google. So people <laughs> yeah. come in with, or people think they have it all figured out and they know everything that's, you know, out there and available and, you know, the processes when really... You know, they unfortunately most information you find on the inform on the internet is incorrect. Mm -hmm. So I do offer free consultations for people who want cosmetics. Mm -hmm. They can come in. I can tell them, you know, give them a mirror, show them what I'm seeing, right? What's medically available for you to have done? We can write you up a quote, or just if there's if I don't carry the, the cosmetic treatment that you might be looking for, I'll, I'll get you a referral, but I'll let you know everything that's out, what the problems that you have, what medicine is able to do for you and how much that would run you. Then mm -hmm. the patient can decide whether, you know, they want to pursue it or not. Right. And I do that for free just to clear up all the misconceptions that are out that I, I basically, you know, do a lot of education. Spend and most of my time clearing things up. And I think the the you know from just from observing like seems like there's a lot more more and more treatment in the last ten twenty years right I mean in terms of what's available what type of treatment there seems expanded quite a lot in the you know in dermatology cosmetically it's expanding exponentially so every year there's probably one two three uh, major treatments or additional treatments and certain classes of treatments that are out there so every year. Mm -hmm. The scope of things you can get done, the amount of devices, the types of fillers, the types of tox, all that is year after year, things are expanding. Mm -hmm. Why? Because the market is expanding. More and more women are getting treatment done, more, more younger people, mm -hmm. millennials are getting things done, men are getting things done. So right. the demand is increasing. So yeah. these companies are all racing to fill that supply and to create innovations um, at, may, at hopefully lower costs, so you know they can get more people into the into the market. What about the side effects? Are they also trying to lower the risks of side effects and stuff also during these new treatments? Yes, they do. So that's always um, a big question: is you know what's the side effect? Luckily, most most of the things that we do are non-invasive, meaning mm -hmm. don't require surgery. You know, right, you can like right. leave here and then go home and have dinner. Yeah. So there's not really non-invasive and most non-invasive procedures are uh, low risk and have you know lower side effects mm -hmm. but they do have side effects you know i try to minimize the amount of side effects i, I you know our, my patients expose themselves in terms of risk but you have to sort of you know really really master anatomy the products and the treatments and the injections to just minimize all that risks. Right. And luckily, you know, I, I'm pretty comfortable to tell my patients that there's always risks, but you know, in, in, in my hands and in an expert's hands, those are low and the new right. treatments that are coming out, they always keep that in mind and try to lower the risk. Yeah. At the same time, 
um, things are approved for certain areas. And then patients are always finding things online and they <laughs> want the off-label treatments, right, meaning right. it's not indicated for the cheek. It's indicated for the chin or the folds, but yeah. I want it. I want it here, even though it's off label, and, and it can be done there safely. You just have to have that that expertise, right? right. And you mentioned hair also. That's another big area, right? For for folks who are, you know, especially as they age, you know, the hair is rejuvenation. You know, rejuvenation. Yeah. Um, so, what are the typical things that uh, that that's done on that side of the? Uh, I see this every single day, hair loss patients, men, women, young, old, everybody. Um, And and there's like an algorithm I go through. I basically do an exam, figure out what's causing your hair loss. Not all causes of hair loss are the exact same. So when you go to a non-dermatologist and they're like, oh, you're losing your hair, let's do a hair transplant. That doesn't always work. That's not a one-size-fit-all, especially if there's like uh, a medical condition that's causing it that's not just pattern genetics. So figuring out what's causing it is step yeah. one. Step two would be addressing those issues. And if you have the, the you know, the most common cause is pattern hair loss, which is like right. the genetic progressive hair loss. There's certain things that I, I recommend to people from supplements, blood tests, there's Rogaine over the counter for some people, you know, you can offer um, finasteride, otherwise known as Propecia. And we go over the risks and benefits of all those. There's another treatment that's really popular right now called PRP, platelet-rich plasma. It's when we draw your blood out and spin it down to the stem cells, and then we inject it back into the set gout. And it has growth factors and stem cells that really help hair growth. And it's your own blood blood and your own plasma. So the side effect profile is like very small. You just get a few injections, you're sore for like maybe a day, but it it works wonders. Wow. And so basically, ultimate, using your own your own fluid, like a, your own body, you know, just for rebalancing your own body fluid, almost. Right. It's your. It's from your own body. Your body. You're using your own body stem cells and growth factors as like medicine to rejuvenate your hair. Wow. So if you hear PRP, that that's what that's that means. Oh, they it. used to use it. Well, they still use it in orthopedics, and that's where medicine started using it. For like joint Joints, healing, yeah. yeah, things like that, and then you know someone had the idea to use it in the skin and the hair, and it works. <laughs> so wow, now it's popular. Yeah, that's a pretty smart idea. Someone connecting yeah. the dots. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's it's uh it's really wonderful, and that doesn't have hardly any side effects to it. Right. So it's been really popular. Uh, I think those are good things to see, like how much things. That's why you sort of you know you want to consult with the expert to see what are the you know changes even from like a couple years ago or five years ago last time let's say you consult yeah. someone it's a lot of it's a lot of work it's like a lifelong dedication to the field right and somebody who has you know dedicated you know most of their life to this field who keep up with all the information who's going to right. the meetings reading the journals yeah. contributing you know, articles and data to the to the medical knowledge. Those those are the people where you're going to get the best feedback and the best information from. Right. And you know, it's it doesn't get more difficult in medicine than becoming an MD, board certified dermatologist. It's one of the most competitive things. So you really have to always be at the top of your game. So if you find one of those, you know, yeah. you're going to be in really good hands. Excellent. So in terms of like you know, in terms of your the, the new location, you know, the the, the have you, is everything uh, set up as you want them to? Like, is there certain 
um, you know, from a from a collect, you know, like patients coming in, clients coming in, uh, what should they expect yeah. right now? Yeah. Um, so when you you know we separate our appointments, so hopefully there's there's no more than like a few people in the office at a time. Sometimes it's a mother and two children, and then you know one right. other person. But I designed the office, and I designed it pre-COVID, so it's just you know very comfortable comfortable, very aesthetically pleasing. I put in all, you know, the state of the art, you know, technologies um, in terms of touch screens in the rooms and educational screens and the chairs are even, you know, the latest, you know, the highest end dermatology, the chairs, the equipment that I have, the ambiance is very comfortable. I have TVs. I just try to make it as as comfortable as possible. So it's like you have a spa like experience, but you know, you're getting top medical treatment. And I, I had the pleasure of designing this office. So when I built it out, I just said, how could this be as comfortable as possible for people? So they enjoy this experience as, as much as they possibly can. Right. So with that in mind, I, you know, designed the office a certain way and the feedback has been, uh, has been unbelievable. And, you know, we've, I have, uh, you know, a couple other offices too. I have, you know, some more help that's been on board and, mm-hmm. you know, the office is, you know, without just by word of mouth, we're just, you know, getting super busy. Great. Well, I think it's one of those things like, you know, people know a bit about dermatology, like oh, we all do because skin cancer, you know, you, since you're growing up, you hear about it. But I think, right. you know, it's one of those things that, uh, like you mentioned, we don't really have an in-depth knowledge, right? So it's, it's coming to see dermatologists. There's many different ways it can go. We, some some medical require, some are, you know, things that want to look differently. You know, I think that's where uh, that that expertise will bring the options and then sort of have a good conversation with your doctor is quite important. Right. Do We, we recommend yearly skin exams just for anybody, anybody mm-hmm. from like teenagers up to However old you are, that's what the American Academy of Dermatology, the AAD, and you can visit aad.org. And that's what they recommend for everybody. If your risk is a little bit higher or if you have a history, family, personal of skin cancer, then we'll probably see you more frequently. I right. educate everybody who walks in on on enjoying the sun, enjoying the outdoors, <laughs> safe. Right. You can surf every day, go to the beach every single day. We'll just, I'll just tell you what you need to do to protect yourself and you can enjoy it. You know, you don't yeah. have to like uh, change your modify your life for the sun. But, Especially um, for we, younger folks, it's important to probably get started earlier. Get the get the yeah. the muscle memory of you know getting you know, applying the yeah. lotions and stuff. And we're making some headway. So about fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, tanning beds were all the rage. Membership there's there was a tanning right. salon at every corner. Right, and we we have data that suggests, you know, using a tanning bed once in your lifetime increases your risk of developing a skin cancer by 100 times. Wow. Just once. And if you use it regularly, it's like your risk is insanely high. And so that correlates with the numbers of patients in their 20s and late teens getting melanoma is higher than it's ever been. Because because during that, you know, in the last decade, people were using tanning beds so much. But that practice is largely gone out of favor thankfully and people right. are doing what's safe which is getting a spray tan versus right, right. radiating yourself with uh you know <laughs> with, with to, the yeah, get your body to yeah defend itself basically right? yeah so i think the academy's done a real good job of education and people are understanding that's you know i say pale is the new tan if you love t- you're getting tan <laughs> get a spray tan yeah. The more tan you are now when you're young your beautiful young skin is going to get more wrinkled and spotty 
younger, like your 30s, 40s, you're going to be wrinkly and spotty. And if you protect yourself young, you won't have that problem. You won't have the skin cancer. You won't have to get surgery on your face to have your skin cancer removed. It's just sort of those aesthetic things. Like the preventative care will, you know, keep your skin young and beautiful longer. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's like you said, skin is an organ. I think that's, I heard that before, and sometimes it doesn't, you know, until you stop and think about it, it's, it's actually like uh, it has a function. It has, you know, it, it, it's it's unique in your body, right? So so you don't, and you only get one set of skin in some ways. You, know, you have to protect it. So. Yeah, one set. You got to protect it. And, you know, radiation from the sun, UV radiation, builds up over your life. So right. those that damage that's done to the DNA of your skin accumulates over time. Yeah. And so you want to just minimize it. Um, but, you know, and when you wear sunscreen or if you protect yourself from the sun, you know, your body can repair a lot of that damage too. So you can reverse some yeah. of it, but you want yeah. to minimize the amount you get. So right. I don't get very much sun, um, even though we I'm living in Florida. <laughs> but I, uh, I do take vitamin D supplementation every day just to make sure my vitamin D levels are normal. Right, right. And that's, that's why a- I tell everybody, no sun, but vitamin D. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think that's uh, that's good advice. I think generally, even even if you get some sun, I think the vitamin D nowadays is uh, good. I think there's, at least I've seen a lot of like uh, people, at least articles, man, I'm not a doctor, uh, mentioning that vitamin D is uh, that's a lot of immuno, you know, help, right? For with the pain, right. Yeah. So vitamin D deficiency in the north, it was like forty percent of the population was vitamin D deficient. Mm-hmm. I'd probably bet down here it's about thirty percent. Right. And you're right, vitamin D regulates your immune system. So if your vitamin D levels deficient you increase your risk of uh, developing an autoimmune condition because your immune system just gets dysregulated. It gets like yeah. confused and then, you know, it triggers um, an autoimmune condition. And once an autoimmune condition is triggered, it's, you can't like turn it off. Like once right. the on switch is on, it doesn't turn off. You just sort right. of try to sequester it. So vitamin D is important. Sun's important, but there's a slippery slope, you know, like more than, the academy says if you want sun, get ten minutes three times a week. Gives you right. all you need for your vitamin D. <laughs> yeah, like, so ten minutes. So that's pretty. It's pretty fast. So pretty fast. Anything yeah. more than that, you're doing more damage than you are benefit. So right. I just, it's hard to regulate that. So I just, you know, modify. Yeah, I just supplement myself. Absolutely, and I think a lot of folks. I remember I have a friend who, you know, when you feel darker skin, sometimes you know you you need more sun, and then sometimes. Um, you know, people underestimate you know how much sun they need to, depending on their skin, how 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 much tan. It's hard to regulate it, and depending on how dark your skin is, yeah, that that works as its own sunscreen. So melanin yeah. in the skin acts as like a sunscreen. It's your body makes it to stop your skin from getting damaged from UV. So that's mm-hmm. so a, there's no such thing as a healthy tan. A tan me- right. a tan means. Your body's trying to block the sun because it doesn't want that radiation, which it's not liking. It's creating damage, yep. and it's dangerous to me. It's like a, it's like, you know, poison to me. So I'm trying to block <laughs> it. Yeah. So there's no such thing as like a healthy. It's very hard to regulate, you know, how much sun to get. So we, the, the academy's position is block it and yeah. you know supplement it with vitamin D. Absolutely good. For it. That's good to know. Uh, I think this is very educational, and, and it sounds like a lot of younger folks probably is hopefully learning from like you know your you, you know uh, consultations. You maybe offering them at their school, but um, is there any like resources people can look up um, on this topic? Yeah. Recommend? So if you yeah if you want 
you know, verified information by the leaders of the world, you go to the American Academy of Dermatology. It's AAD.org. Mm-hmm. And on the top, AAD, A is an apple, A is an apple, D is an dog, .org. And at the top, there's a, there's a button that says for public and patients. You click on that, and then it has everything you need to know about cosmetics for you know diseases, conditions, everyday care, public health programs, and there's even a find a dermatologist tab. Right. So okay. there's a lot of really good information, and the information here is verified and agreed upon by the yeah. leaders, so you can trust it, which is the right. most important thing. Yeah, which is the most challenge on the internet these days. A lot of things, a lot of sites just sort of put information there. It could be like 10 years ago information. No one goes back updated, you know, sort of. It's dangerous. It's super yes. dangerous. Google can be helpful and Google can be the worst thing. So right, right. if you go here, this is, you know, updated, agreed upon. It's it, the Academy. Academy basically is the association of all dermatologists uh, all over the world. Right. It's the okay. American Academy, but there's, it's international as well. Right. So right. That's, that's where I'd recommend patients get their information from. Absolutely. Well, thanks for this chat. I think it's very educational to me and hopefully to whoever's listening. And, um, you know, I, you know, we'll be happy to talk again in the future, you know, as, as you help people educate more on what they should do to prevent uh, injury and, and what other things they can do to repair it or, or um, you know, f- address whatever issues they, they uh, people want. Fixed. Yeah, my pleasure. And my office is at, uh, it's at 7535 uh, State Road 7. So it's in the waterway shop just south of the Wawa and the, uh, okay. on the same strip as the uh, sea breeze around the, uh, the west side on 441. Um, right. We're nestled in between a bunch of uh, dental offices. You know, come check us out. If you don't want to be seen as a patient, we have products and uh, educational things in the lobby you can come check out. We're here every day. Okay. I'll definitely put, that, uh, put the address on the, on, the, on the article when we post it with the podcast so people can go check it out. Sounds good. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Angela. All right, take care. Thanks, Angelo. It was a pleasure to have you for this episode. And thanks to our listeners. Keep your skin protected and join us next time.